So there was a knock at the door at midnight. It was a knock that took courage because a knock that late usually speaks of desperation and or poor planning. It was most likely met with shaming and or impatience. Joseph, speaking on behalf of Mary and Jesus in utero, needed a place to stay. Although hospitality was important to Jews in biblical times, the answer repeatedly was given, no room here. You should have made a reservation before you dragged your pregnant wife through the streets of Bethlehem in the middle of the night. Insert eye-rolling and deep sighs. Okay, I added that part just because I know how human beings think. It was a cold night, most especially in the hearts of citizens of Bethlehem who refused to take notice of Mary's advanced pregnancy and the imminence in her delivery. It made no difference. No room in the inn slammed the door. The only warmth to be found was amongst animals. An old Latin Christmas antiphon says, O great mystery and stunning sacrament, that animals would see the newborn king lying in a feed box. Sometimes in our carelessness, we sink beneath the animals, doing things to one another that even animals do not. Isaiah says that the ox knows his master, the donkey his own manger, but Israel does not know me. My people do not understand. They have turned their backs. Yikes, not our best moment. So the hospitality extended to God when he came to us, well, well, was kind of lacking. Terrible reviews would have been posted on Bethlehem's Airbnb website if it actually existed. Yes, God stooped pretty low to come to our war-torn, dark, cold world. Incidentally, I know about stooping as I'm 6'7". I grew six inches in one summer. I literally looked like a pencil with a head. There were advantages. I could eat anything I wanted. One summer, I ate a pound of M&Ms and a pint of milk on my way to summer school for driver's ed class every single morning. It didn't change a thing. Those were the days. One of my nephews, though, was terrified of me when he was a baby because I was so tall. Every time I tried to change his mind, it reminded me of one of those cult movies with Godzilla or King Kong entering the scene. It went on for years. He was terrified until he was like 15 or something. He would look up and start to scream, and it was all over. So I learned in that process to get down, get down on my knees. That I, If I wanted a relationship with my nephew, then I needed to make myself smaller. I needed to stoop on my knees and get on his level. Jesus did the same thing. He stooped on Christmas morning to the lowest place, born in a manger. It was a part of a plan, really, that God would defeat Satan's pride with the weapon of humility. All who find him on this faithful night must also stoop. Interestingly, the towns of the Holy Land were built on the tops of mountains and hills. When land is scarce, you have to leave the fertile ground down in the valleys for agriculture. So Bethlehem was perched on a high land while the shepherds' fields were below. If you take an imaginary walk to the stable, it was nothing at all like Indiana, where everything is flat and reasonable. The streets of Bethlehem were steep and built on tiers. 
And the backyards of many homes had a treacherous drop-off. So people began hollowing out caves beneath their houses where animals and tools were kept. In such a place, down under, where Jesus and Mary sought hasty shelter, for it was a cold and dark midnight, and Mary's time had come. The Christ child was to be born. Joseph and Mary probably had to stoop to get into the barn as well. Again, as a tall person, I know after, about stooping as I've nearly had concussions, walking through rooms, particularly in old buildings, seemingly built by mean, angry, short people, but I digress. And God stooped with them to be born among the animals in a damp cave, under a house, or in an inn. So here's the Bethlehem first lesson. Those who want to find our God must stoop low in humility. Even today, if you visit the Church of the Nativity in Bethlehem to see the place where Jesus was born, you have to enter into what is called the door of humility. Four feet tall. To someone six, seven, it seems like a bad joke. For security reasons, for centuries that door has been that short. And normal people stoop to enter. And I nearly had to crawl on all fours to the amusement of rude people, I must say. Look at Father Sasquatch, they would say, as I was trying to get in. At least that's what I heard in my mind, right? Yes, we must stoop to find God. Going back to the Church of the Nativity, you have to go under the altar. More stooping is required. Downstairs, through another low and narrow door, and into a cave. To reverence the spot, you have to kneel and reach into a narrower part of the cave. And there is an inscription right there that says, here, Jesus Christ was born of the Virgin Mary. Oh yes, God stooped big time to the lowest place. And to find him and to be with him, we too must be willing to stoop in humility. For God hates pride because he sees what it does to us, wars, lost relationships, Christmas arguments and tension at home, and other ruinations. He came to crush the pride with humility, for only light can defeat darkness, so God humbly stooped. What a disappointing Hollywood entrance, really. A real opportunity was missed as Jesus goes to the lowest place, quietly and peacefully, with no threats, no armies, no, just as an infant. Yes, there was a, do, a, no, a knock at midnight, and there inside turned the no, those inside turned the no-vacancy light on, turned down the lamp, and slammed the door. When the last page of human history is written and assessed, one of the saddest lines of human history will be, for there was no room for them in the inn. How strange and how sad this world is that God simply sometimes doesn't fit for us. He doesn't fit our agendas. He doesn't fit our schedules. He doesn't fit our priorities. He doesn't fit our opinions. You know, the other day I received a beautiful card with a gift card inside. I was so busy cleaning things off of my desk, I accidentally threw it in the trash by mistake. I almost missed it. And that's the way our lives can sometimes be. For when push comes to shove, the Lord is so often expendable. 
and dismissible as we tend to other things. What could be sadder than to miss the gift of becoming God's adopted children through Jesus Christ? What of us? Is there room for Jesus in the inn of our hearts? It is a plot twist to end all plot twists, for Joseph comes knocking. There is a knock at this door this very night. Why don't you answer and make room for Jesus? In fact, he knocks every single day. He even stoops down and reveals himself in a host and a cup of wine as holy, at the Holy Mass to take up residence in our hearts. So what's crowding out Jesus in your life? What obstacles or preoccupations leave no or little room for him? What keeps you from recognizing Jesus and opening the door wide to happiness, peace, and joy? Or maybe once you open the door but have closed it again, getting lost in our troubled world, and you need to open it and let him in again and welcome him warmly. And that's part of the second step. That is, even though many of us invite Jesus into our lives, we've given him poor accommodations in our lives. As our guest of honor, it makes no sense, but we have insulted him by symbolically offering him the couch or sleeping bag on the floor of life. Make room for Jesus in the inn of your souls and give him primacy of place in your prayers and through acts of charity. Welcome the newborn king. And remember, my brothers and sisters, that Jesus isn't a freeloader. He comes ready to pay. He comes bearing gifts so that one day that humility will result in an upgrade from the lowest place on earth to the eternity of heaven. Five stars. If you welcome Jesus this Christmas and during this Eucharistic sacrifice specifically, I promise you that Jesus will change your life. It will be the beginning of a total transformation. Stoop down in humility and welcome the Christ child. You'll be glad you did. On behalf of our priests, sisters, and staff here at Our Lady of Mount Carmel, I wish all of you a blessed, healthy, and spiritual renewing Christmas.